<coughs> check one two. <laughs> check, check. check check three four. Three hello, four. Hello. Five. How okay. is this? How's the sound? I feel like it's okay, but I feel like my your mics check fine. Check. Are we I've, sound checking or doing a podcast here? We're doing a little both. I feel like okay. my voice is better. If yeah. you could do something about your voice, that would be. I great. I think my voice is more authoritative based on the information that's about to spew forth from it yeah, during the, this episode. Well, we'll see. We'll if this see. is your first time tuning in, please stick around. Yeah. No, it's it's good. Yeah. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. Don't say anything. Music advice coming at you. I have it here in my trusty Bujo. Coming at my you today, little, little traffic on I-44, and the temperature is 53 degrees with slight gotta, showers. Yes, we got to explain Back to, people, to you, Peter. Yeah, we got to explain what was happening. We were doing a little impromptu, de facto uh, sound check. Yes. Because we're having some issues... Not really issues. We're this podcast is great. Let's let's you know what I mean. So it becomes it becomes very specific in how we can super make confident. It even better. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah. we want the we want it to be perfect. We want our audio. I'm even working on my posture. Have you checked me out here? It looks good, man. Well, yeah, I've discovered just uh, by seeing myself on the YouTube that oftentimes when we record, I'm like down like this, slouched down in the chair, my back These are arch. very ergonomic chairs. I know, but, they're very comfy, but yeah. I, I do better just as I do on the piano if I'm not slouched back, That's if right. I'm have my sort of back straight and off of the bench. Yeah. So we have actually... We are really admitted into this and we've provided no, no. Uh, music advice. <laughs> I'm not a fan of jazz. <laughs> <laughs> no, it got off a little too early there. Uh, Thank but, you, Fred Arbiston. Yeah, for everything, actually. Out of Portland. Yeah. just play the Rip right City. note. Did you know Portland? Uh, but we're all over the place today. We're like <laughs> we're like those cats that are squirrels. like... Squirrels. Squirrels, like, oh, look at that. Uh, did you know that Portland, speaking of Fred Armiston, Armistand? Armiston. Armistice. Yep. What's his name? Fred Armiston. Armiston. <laughs> Wait, it's nothing that I would... There's not a T in the last name. Oh, it was nothing that or I the just first. said. Yeah. Doug Laurie. That's all I have to say. Doug no, Laurie. Frug, frug, frug. <laughs> Fred Armistance. Should we start this one no, again? Let's keep going. Uh, Fred Armistance. What's his name? Armisen. Fred Armisen. How you doing? Hey. You're on the podcast. Uh, somebody just walked by. Fred Armisen. Armisen. Armisen is from Portland. Did you I'm know that? I'm not a fan of his name. <laughs> well, I just don't know his name. I'm a fan of his name. Fred Armisen. Great drummer. Yeah. Former uh, band leader of the Seth Meyers show. I'm thinking on my feet here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Right? I Seth think that's Myers? correct. Yeah. Um, witty guy out of the Portland area. Did correct. you know that? Yeah, of course. Well, actually, I don't know. He was on the show. No, famously, yeah. Portlandia. Portlandia yeah. Right. Got a little quiz for you, Adam. Yeah. This is very important for all you jazz musicians out there. So I'm sure Adam is going to ace this and we're going to get to some speak pipe. So I'm going to give you a speak pipe right okay, now. Okay, go. Nickname for Portland. The city. City by the bay. No, that would no, be San Francisco. Um, the, <laughs> the big snapple. The big snapple. No, no, it is not. I don't know. Rip City. Rip City? Yes. What was it like a... I watched the highlight of a Portland Trailblazers game this morning, and they had that on there. Rip I, City? Rip City. Come okay. on, baby. Portland. What does that mean? You never been to Rip City? No. If you've been there, you'd know. 
Those okay. who know, know. All right. I've been there. Don't know. Well, we, I haven't been there, but I've been uh, in SpeakPipe, and we've got a lot of messages, man. Thank you, everybody, for leaving us a voicemail. If um, somebody is new here and they wanted to leave us a message. Why would they, from right. what the from the drivel that we've been Well, you're going to hear, because our listeners, four minutes. our listeners inspire us, which they're about to do. Um, you would go to you'llhearit.com, yeah. and you can leave us a SpeakPipe, which is just a voice message. And, and look, you can... Retake it as many times as you want, so don't be nervous as you're doing it. We may or may not feature you on a future episode, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But we are going to feature Tommy. Tommy J. Let's Check hear it, it. Hey, Peter and Adam. This is Tommy. I'm a guitarist in San Francisco. And I want to ask you guys one of the most basic jazz questions, which I'm sure you've dealt with the on pay. the show before. But do you think that jazz can grow too distant from its roots? So, you know, I'm from New Orleans, grew up there. To me, jazz was always you know, brass bands, Louis Armstrong, big smile on the face music, which is light years away from the spacey end of the world stuff you hear on ECM records, stuff coming out of Europe, cold parts of Europe. Whoa, whoa. In a way, that's great because jazz has always had okay. the capacity to absorb these different influences and incorporate them in this coherent, beautiful way, you know, without sort of discrimination. But. Sometimes some of the stuff I hear coming out of Europe or, you know, coming out of the uh, universities, it just seems to me to have kind of lost touch with the, the heart of jazz. Not that I can put my finger on what it is, mm. um, even though the, even these, I'm sure these people have all listened to, you know, the classics. They know the whole canon. But anyway, I'm just curious if you guys can speak to this question of jazz kind of growing too distant from its roots. Thanks. Well, I mean, <laughs> there was <laughs> so okay. We don't want to necessarily apply. I hear what Tommy's saying. Mm-hmm. I, I actually I hear it, but I we have to be careful when we apply it to certain regions. Although there is some merit, to, I think what he's saying, in my opinion. Okay. Um, in terms of like specifically the part like has jazz strayed too far from being people music, what I like to call people music or folk music, where there's a direct connection with the music, where where the joy um, is celebrated within the beat and the groove. And I mean, it's so hard to say. This is, I'm just doing the best I can. But you know what I'm saying? Like where yeah. it just makes you want to tap your foot, puts a smile on your face. Not that it's trite or unsophisticated. And it's not, nothing about that. But it's also not that it's so sophisticated. But I'm talking about music that connects with people anywhere right and i think that that is one of the hallmarks of this music that we call jazz and maybe we shouldn't be calling jazz but what we're kind of coalescing around one of the hallmarks is that it has connected with people from the very beginning or just about the very beginning with folks anywhere and i think that that is really there's some commonality between all great art that can do that. They can transcend race and religion and region and everything. So then when I hear a question like this, and it's a little bit applying to like, well, people from here and New Orleans and cold parts of Europe and stuff, I'm like, there may be a little bit of truth of that in, on an individual basis or whatever, but I would, I would caution us from looking at it as, as like a regional issue and making it more of just different movements and sounds that have t- not taken over, but taken flight within the music and i think it is a valid question to say has it gone too far from the classics but like the music needs to grow it needs to to be relevant it needs to change we can't be stuck in new orleans 1918 to 1922 with jelly roll morton and all i mean that's a great place to be but they wouldn't if they were if jelly roll was still around he wouldn't be stuck playing like that now you know no, but, and also let's remember i mean this is a label problem more than anything this okay. is a this is a framing problem tommy in your own head about what 
expectations you have on the music because at the same time of Jelly Roll Morton were people playing some crazy shit, man. I know. Already. Right. Like already not toe-tapping stuff, already pushing the boundaries of all art everywhere. There's right. a, there's a, I forget the, the Mexican composer who, uh, you, who was a fan of jazz and like Scott Joplin and made like piano rolls that are insane yeah. piano rolls that like is unplayable by a, by a living player. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to space on his name. If, if anybody knows, it's really yeah. incredible stuff. But it's around that time. It's around like the early 20th century when all this stuff is going down. Yep. And so it was already being pushed. So I think it has, and, it, and even in the, you know, we consider like the swing era, there were, there were bands pushing the, you know, t- toe tappingness of it in the 40s and the 50s. People thought Charlie Parker was the death of jazz because it was too complicated. It was too artistic. It was, was too that... self-serving. People thought John Coltrane was the death of jazz because, and, and Eric Dolphy and, and Ornette Coleman in the 60s. Yeah. People thought electronic music was the death of jazz because yeah. they couldn't tap their toe on it because it wasn't swinging. Weather right? port. The Weather report that wasn't, not Rain swinging, shorter. not jazz, right? Yeah. So, it's it's there's no what is what root are you talking about if you want to go all the way back to it's got to be it has the blues and it has to have syncopation and swing you now you're just talking about specific players that's like you know i don't like jazz i just like Thelonious monk which is great just like the players you like like yeah. if you're just labeling things and saying it should be like this or it shouldn't lose touch with its roots what root which root are you talking to like are you are you want to go all the way back as far as you can go as far as we know because that's the you know those roots are even spread out amongst different continents and different players that are doing that put importance on different things yeah so there's no there, it's a folly i think to try to like say well this should be this and this should be that like every player is different uh, i don't like uh, when I think about music I like, I, I've, I've been trying to get out of this, like, well, I like jazz or I like rock and roll or whatever. I just like John Coltrane. I like Thelonious Monk. <laughs> oh, but there are people that play jazz. I thought you were going to say, I just like great music. No, there are <laughs> there are musicians who play jazz. A lot of musicians that play quote-unquote jazz that I don't like their music at all. And right. it's not music for me. Right. And that's fine. And they're, You're not a fan of. I am not a fan of, thank you. I'm not no, but, a fan of jazz the as a label (laughs) because i do think it 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 has this because now all of a sudden you're comparing something from an ecm record in the 80s with lewis armstrong the cold cold parts of europe from the cold cold parts (laughs) but that's its own thing and there are you know hundreds literally hundreds of people that like that kind of music right (laughs) that's good i got got you no no no. but like there are loads of people those cold parts of europe are not as populated as you think i know (laughs) once you get above copenhagen but there are and there are people who think that that's bullshit and there are people that that think that you know did louis armstrong love ornette coleman probably not does that mean louis armstrong is wrong right you know what i mean like right you know what i'm saying well okay absolutely i know what you're saying but now I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. Okay. You familiar with that game? Yeah. I'm Because I'm a little, I got, I got pen- a lot of coffee let me, here. Let so me I'm pull a, out my pentagram. Yeah. And just play the right notes. <laughs> That's right. all I'm saying. You love those yeah. buttons. Okay. So I'm going to pull out my pentagram and play a little bit of uh, That's a, devil's advocate. Okay. That's a right? devilish thing. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a what? Devilish. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull out my devil's egg. Um, but this is the thing. So Tommy, because he's from New Orleans, I'm going to try to kind of connect the dots a little bit and say, you know, just having spent a lot of my life there almost at this point more than anywhere else, um, or at one time more than anywhere else, and say that perhaps, Tommy, I'm hearing a little bit of a connection with the musical tradition that is not unique to New Orleans, but it's unique to New Orleans, I think, in the United States, as far as I can tell. And that is this idea of like that there is a common musical language that is directly connected with the culture and the greater people. 
Totally. Like the greater culture. So like, it's not to say that there's more cultured people. I don't mean that, but I mean that the music and jazz is certainly a big part of it. You know, some people would say Dixieland, New Orleans music. This is the problem with labels. Well, yeah, the labels. I know, but I'm just trying to say be very inclusive in terms of like blues, the meters. Like there is a New Orleans kind of, I don't even want to say sound because there's many New Orleans sounds, but there's a New Orleans vibe. There's a New Orleans groove. And I don't mean just, but it is a New Orleans group. It is a New Orleans group. But I'm saying that there's, even like with the classical musicians there, like there is something, when they talk about there's something in the water, that is true and what it is is a common musical heritage that is directly related to culture in a way that I have seen in other places around the world like Italy has that with like certain vocal things not just opera totally Brazil definitely has that totally. with like samba and beyond I mean that's being like super surface level just to say that but I'm talking about when you can like break out a song like in Brazil, certain songs, a bunch of songs, and when you start them, people start dancing and singing along that are just normal people. They're not musicians or dancers, but they're doing that at a higher level than some of our pros, you know? So sure. like to me, that's culture. And so I think from New Orleans, um, Tommy may be kind of tapping into that and saying like the joy um, and the connection with the music you know, since it obviously came out of New Orleans, it, it, it was born. I don't think there's a lot of dispute with that. But when there's been these other contributions and stuff, traditionally or typically the connection with the original spirit of that music, and he brings up Louis Armstrong, um, has been kind of unbroken. Even when you talk about Ornette Coleman, when you talk about Alice Coltrane, when you talk about Nina Simone, when you talk about um, Brad Meldow. Now, I mean, some might look at that as the cold, cold parts of Europe, but I hear that connection with Brad's playing with New Orleans. I don't even know if he spent much time there, but you know, it's like, so is there a point where we cross over the line? Um, like, is Brad Melda as connected with the original New Orleans vibe as Nicholas Payton is? No, he didn't come up there, but he is connected with the music, I think. I don't know why I'm talking about Brad Melda, but I'm just saying like, that's somebody who you typically wouldn't think of that. And so there are different levels to this. And I do think at times the music and the culture has gotten maybe too disconnected from not a New Orleans groove, but like that vibe. And New Orleans has never been so like obsessive and selfish with it that it hasn't shared it with the world. It always has. So there's influences and there's things that come with that. Having said that, I love ECM stuff. I mean, it's some of my favorite records. Do I love it all? No, not all of it. But to your point, it's like I love artists. I love records. I love different genres, different specific sounds and everything. I mean, I love Kirk Franklin, sue me. Yeah. He's very connected with the New Orleans vibe, I mean, you know, to me. Yeah, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that because of the success of the New Orleans vibe, because of the music and the spirit that came out of there. New Orleans spirit, maybe it's even more, yeah, spirit. It is the vibe. spirit of the culture for sure. Uh, and it's, but because of recordings, because of technology, yes. and when this music popped off, which was the beginnings of technology, yeah. It traveled over oceans, right. and then it's become its own thing on in these other places. I'm not a fan of all this stuff either, but like, I can see how it's just it's developed on an island out across the ocean as its own thing, just from sort of like word of mouth almost yeah. from these records, without a, a true connection to the culture that it came from. Yeah, and that does but that just, shows the power of what it is actually the it, power of I an know, idea. You I know, know, but it but it's its own thing. I mean, just like it's is is Chris Davis connected to New Orleans? Is Mary right. Halverson connected to New Orleans with like avant-garde things out of New York? Are any of the avant-garde traditions out of New York in the eighties and nineties connected to New Orleans? Should they be? And should right. we? I'm I'm just saying like 
if we're always just comparing everything to a, a root, yeah. then it's just, we're always going to be failing. because like some kind of authenticity test. It's an authenticity t- test, and it's always looking back for a should. Well, it should sound like this or whatever. Right. No, man, it's its own thing. Let it be its own thing. You know what I always say? Well, Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Come on now. That doesn't mean that you have to like it either. You can just like swinging music that feels good and makes you smile. Also, oh, it has to swing. Ah, I see what you're doing there. I, I mean, that's what I like, but I, I respect... <laughs> you. You love swing. I respect that, that, that my own personal boundaries are not everybody's. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Is that swinging? Not when you do it like that, man. You can make that swing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Accent it. That's swinging. That's swinging. Yeah. yeah. So that's the... Yeah. That's the vibe. You know. San Francisco. You left New Orleans. What, yeah. what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but Tommy, seriously, I mean, it's a great observation, but I feel like it's a label issue more than it's a music issue. People are going to make all kinds of crazy music, and yeah. you, you like it or you don't, but there's no reason of, of saying, like, well, because it's in the box of jazz, and that's a stupid friggin' label for all this I stuff know. anyway, too. So we never use that term. Yeah, we, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Well, but think about this. The great thing, like, let's look at this from the, from the positive side, is that Regardless of like different strains or subgenres or whatever you want to call it or different kind of sounds and vibe. First of all, it's a cool thing when there gets to be a sound from a certain place, no matter where it is. You know, whether or not that has followers or not, if it's small, if it's not, I mean, if it's speaking to people, if it's entertaining them, edifying them, you know, lifting their spirits, that's what art is about. It doesn't have to be for you. The thing of like, are we, because Tommy did say, I wrote this in my notes, too distant from his roots, I would say no. Now, is some of this stuff two distance that's up for you to decide probably it is for me sometimes but the beauty of it is there's plenty of stuff that is not distant from the root great music being made now i mean you, you know i mean we have so many different great artists there's so much good stuff our friend Anat cohen so she's doing stuff that's so well connected from and she comes from a far far off land a very mysterious place israel israel you know yeah but um you know so i mean those connections with the original she's connected to roots in brazil and New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the music is still there. Support those artists that you like, but don't do it at the at the um, exclusion of all the ones. Just, I, you know, you know, order the dish that you like on the yeah, menu. Yeah, I'll tell you. If, if it wasn't available, like if you go somewhere and you're like, none of these original joyous connections to New Orleans music aren't available. Yeah. You know, because I'd rather go hear some cold, cold music from ECM Europe that's tangentially connected to this than like... You know, just some people in costumes trying to play New Orleans Dixieland music like they're like historians or something, you know. I mean, they don't like, really have the spirit. It's like what Heather and I tell our kids. You don't have to yuck on someone else's yum. Just because someone else is yumming on something and you don't like it doesn't oh. mean you have to be like, ew, yuck. I can't believe you like that. Yeah, people like other yummy, things. Yummy, yummy. I like that little parable. Is yummy, yummy. Don't yuck on someone else's yum. <laughs> man, it's parable. We are right. brought to you today by Open Studio, are you waiting for me? Jazz, you know, we play all the notes. 12 notes of the scale, dipshit. (laughs) Not three chords on a ukulele. That's all I care about. St. Louis is Afton's own. Afton, Afton, Missouri's own. own. John Goodman. John Goodman. National Uh, treasure. National treasure. Yeah, we're brought to you by Open Studio. Check in. We, you know, big things are happening at Open Studio Jazz.com, especially the Open Studio Pro program. We are welcoming in many guitarists. 
We are. Yeah. We're, we're becoming guitar centric. Tommy's one I, of them. Yeah. You and I are about to become obsolete over there because Thank the guitar God. program is. Yeah. No, we're still. I'm ready a lot to be of piano put out stuff the pastor, happening. Man. We got piano. We got bass, and we have guitar happening at Open Studio Pro, and really all instrumentals, even the ukulele. <laughs> we found a bass player, Sharon. You want to hear Sharon's? Yes. Testimony here. Yes. I heard your podcast today for the first time, and I am in love with your podcast. Hello. I started off. I am a um, rock and roll. Bass player, we'll learner, allow it. We'll allow it. I got to Paco Chaco's this week on the internet. I'm in love with his playing. Chaco's good. Yeah. With us. And from there, I got to you. And I'm just loving learning about jazz through you guys. Thank you, Sharon. Very sweet. So we'll have my rock and roll, but. Appreciate it. See, that's somebody that, that understands what she likes and yeah. she's discovering, you know. First of all, big shout out to our female listeners. We are going to prioritize. We know we got the female fans out there, but they don't leave a lot of speak pipes. So if you are one of our female fans, male or whatever else you are, please leave us a speak pipe because we're looking for new voices like Sharon. Is that's that okay? Right. Well, you were looking at me like I was about to mess up. I probably did. I mean, well, you, you were, know what? This is a good time because we're at the end of the episode now. You're tightrope so. walking. But <laughs> is, yeah. is, is anyone yeah. still listening? Yeah. No. Is anyone still listening? Yeah. No, but until next time. <laughs> You'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs>